Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, you. It's Monday. It's the Luke and Pete Show. We are back together again to give you what's been happening over the weekend in the world of batteries, Bloody dinosaurs and bloody pilots. That's pretty much uh, most of the stuff we talk about on the Looking Pictures. Is that fair to say, Lucky Miller? Yep. And um, yeah, I'll just I'll just regale you with like anecdotes and tales from my life. You know, mm. in this case, from the weekend. Like, for example, getting really good at emptying the dishwasher quietly these days. <laughs> Why is there a um, a quiet little um, owl that lives in your house, or a, or a yeah. bat maybe that you don't want to wake up? Yeah, um, Mr. Mr. Parliament the Owl is... Um, Mr. Parliament is, the Owl, do you yeah, say that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sleeps during the day, and um, he's got a lovely new pair of trousers. Yeah. And uh, if you wake him up, he shits himself. Oh, owls so, uh, have very long legs. Um, so They I always read, look like I, they're wearing trousers, like fluffy trousers. Yeah, because if you pull... I mean, I don't recommend this, but if you grab uh, an owl by the leg and sort of run your hand up its thigh... Um, like a like an owl pub, um, you would um, see that it's got very long legs. It'd probably like I'd say 30, 30 inch, thirty Sounds inch like, legs. No way, that's longer than you. <laughs> I, I I wear a thirty inch trouser. Yeah, um, have you got particularly anyway, short legs? I, I've got. I, I think I wear a thirty, don't I? Don't I? I think the the problem is <laughs> right. I'm going to try and take this in order. One, the first question answer is to because i don't want to wake up the people downstairs in the mornings that's right. the dishwasher question okay the second one is grabbing an owl by the leg sounds like the start of a parable mm-hmm. and yeah. the third one is because sizes vary from shop to shop and a lot of the time these days oh no sorry i'm absolutely wrong i actually wear a 32 uh right. leg Okay. Yeah, and sometimes what I was going to say was I used to wear a thirty-four, but for some reason, even though that inst- that kind of measurement itself, the universal constant <laughs> of that measurement hasn't changed, the trousers have got longer, and so yes. I now wear a thirty-two. And yes, that is the quality of the anecdote that we you can come to expect on this show. Mm-hmm. I wear a thirty-two. It's trouser. I'll be very surprised if you do, Peter, because you like to cut yours quite short. I like to go to Topman and just buy wildly inaccurate uh, trousers and vests and get home and then realise they're completely the wrong size and then just forget to bring them back because I'm busy and uh, and, then, I've, no, I've lost no. and then and then dance around your house with a vacuum doing a sexy Freddie Mercury <laughs> and then uh, t- and then Topman goes out of business and I can't return anything what am I going to do now Topman's out of business that's all where all my clothes are from and people Man, I don't know yeah. has, that, has that actually happened it's gone yeah like the, the Topman in um, Oxford Circus I'm fairly certain is kaput no more 
Done. But not the old brand has gone out. Not the whole brand's gone out. The brand's gone, mate. Shop. No, the brand's gone. Top man, top girl. No, top girl. Top shop. <laughs> top Tammy gun. girl. Tom E-tams. Cruise. That's another remake. All the Toms. Yeah, they've all, That's they're incredible. Gone. That's well, completely passed me by. What are they going to put in there? I'm thinking one of those shops that, I mean, to fill people in, if someone's never gone to uh, Oxford Circus, um, it's a major meeting place for if you're going to meet someone in town, you say, I'm it's a outside. Hub. It's a hub. It's a hub. It's near the Diagonal Crossing, uh, reminiscent of Shibuya Crossing, the scramble, if you will. Uh, we've got yeah. our own little scramble, and it's uh, at the corner of Regent Street and um, just near the BBC on Oxford Circus. And, and and it's all really, really upsetting because that was the place you had to meet. So where are we going to be meeting now? Same building, but different company. Could be a vape I, I would, shop. Could be I one of those never meet. sweet can shops. Say, can I just say, I, yeah, Kingdom of Sweets, they're still mm. going strong. I, I, would, I would never... Have ever met anyone outside the Topman and Oxford Circus? Why? Well, it's one. It's too busy. Nah, it's not me. Me. Two, you get you get those charity muggers. Yeah, you do get those charity muggers. Uh, but you also get um, people who work for modelling agencies spotting you. That's how every major model got spotted because they were in Topshop. Oh, I've um, never spoken to one of those. It may surprise you. <laughs> I was. I think I told you before. I once was once uh, walking to the Discovery Channel to do a voiceover, and uh, I was. I went in the wrong entrance, and there was this some kind of uh, modelling casting going on, and so there was a load of bloody male models with their portfolios. You know, like models turn up with their portfolios with oh, their well, different they looks. They were looking look for book. like they were looking for a snitch from Sneaky Blind. <laughs> Peaky Blinders. There, so you, sneaky and Blinders. You. A sneaky snitch yeah. from Peaky Blinders. Um, yeah. And yeah, and I came in, and she went, um, "Are you here for the? Are you here for the casting?" And I looked around, and it was just wall to wall male fucking models, and I laughed in her silly face. And you were dressed like a steampunk. And I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I we saw eccentric. that model, didn't we? At, um, at the U.S. Embassy, do you remember? What? We saw that model, didn't we? Oh yeah, who was um, used to go out with um, Brooklyn Beckham? Brooklyn Beckham. Very. Yeah. You get to see all the celebrities at the uh, at the American uh, Embassy, don't you? Because everyone has to go over there for the visa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no exception. Very probing. Um, I was just going to say to go back to the Top Man thing. I don't know if you should be going into Top Man at our age. I think you, the you alarm will saying, go off look, these days. You keep saying, <laughs> you keep saying it, um, and the people on the internet keep saying it. <laughs> my body says yes, yes, please continue, continue. So you, <laughs> do you still go to that shop up in Camden that does all the cogs and the um, cyber cyber dog and, and the top hats? Yeah, the, the, neon, <laughs> the top hats, the neon um, neon furry dice that you wear around your neck. Cyberdark. We've never we've never had a steampunk email in this show, and I think that's no. that's that's a really that does us a real discredit. I, think. I don't think they really exist. I, I think that the I think probably a different timeline. Steampunks have probably sort of moved on. To, can you get a steam powered MP3 player? I don't know. Can you get yeah. MP3 player full of cogs? I mean, I guess the big flywheel on a an iPod back in the day very much in their wheelhouse, and it is a literal wheelhouse. Yeah, we don't talk much about HG Wells. No, so true. maybe that's probably why don't, we true. don't track them in. I wonder <laughs> if I, I would very much like to reach out to the steampunk community and, and ask them if they would get in touch with us because you've been obsessed with it for a long time. Mm. I, I um well you're a bought and paid up member. You la- you steampunk LARP at the weekends before mm. the lockdown. Um I sometimes go along with my pet owl. Yeah. And but yet we seem to have been completely <laughs> shunned by the steampunk community. Yeah. Well we don't have neck beards anymore. You've sort of grown a kind of spivvy mustache. Uh, I have got a moustache now, Pete. Thanks for noticing. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with your moustache is that you've got very fair hair, so it's slightly hard to see on a Zoom call. So I'm yet to see it in, yeah. in IRL. So I'm looking forward to that soon. Do you know? Do you know what the inspiration was? Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, in the Kirby Enthusiasm, um, 
Larry's friend uh, Leon, who um, who who basically just says, "Look, he's fed up of being treated badly as an African American, <laughs> so he starts wearing glasses." Right. Okay. And then and then and then his idea is that the point is that whenever a white person sees an African American with glasses on, they start to take him like super seriously. Right. Okay. And so he starts doing it, and it works, and he gets into all these different places, he gets all these opportunities because he's a black man wearing glasses. Mm. And I had a man come out to my house last uh, last weekend to have a look at a fix in the roof. Um, leaky roof and in my house and, and Pete this is something that you'll be able to share with me as well and I, I'm, I'm going to do a rich appeal to all our male listeners out there who have no practical skills of which I am one and you are another <laughs> and you get worried when a really practically able person comes to your house mm-hmm. because it's like it's quite an emasculating process right mm. because he starts talking to me about the roof and different stuff he needs to do and I need to give a passable impression that I know what I'm talking about because otherwise I'm going to feel A, emasculated and B, potentially have to pay through the nose, right? Mm. That's the old... I mean, I'm sure that doesn't happen anymore with checker trade and all that kind of stuff going on, but that's the kind of feeling you get when you're of our generation. Mm. So I thought, how can I head that off at the past? What can I do to make him respect me more? So I grew a moustache. Right, okay, yeah. So you look and like... it's not a... worked so far, really. <laughs> have you had any men around yours yet? Yeah, I have, but they don't respect me. No, okay, cool. Do you respect me more because of it? Well, to be honest, if I'm coming into your house and I'm seeing the sort of tea you're drinking, if, if I'm a builder, I'm like, get <laughs> fucked, mate. Yeah, I have to make I have to make him a tea, and then I have to think to myself, how would a normal person drink a tea? <laughs> but I have I to kind of method act it. Aren't like builders like famous for having like 15 sugars in their tea? Builders tea is famously very sugary. It's like a it's like a southern sweet tea. You know when you see those yeah. kind of videos of. Um, of, of of women from from um, like Texas going, well, go, I'm going to make some Texas sweet tea, and we go, oh, that's not how you make tea. That's disgusting. Put it in the microwave. Gross. But the real, but the real, a real southerner would tell you that. Well, I tell you a lot of things. We ain't got time for that now. But a, a, a real southerner would tell you that an ice. They drink iced tea, and real southerners don't sweeten it. So it's literally iced tea. Right. Okay. But tea, but cold, and it's awful. In my opinion, it's awful. <laughs> to my to my palate, it is awful. It's a bit much, yeah. I imagine. Mm. Um, Peter, just a little bit of an update from Luke and Pete show land. Mm. Um, Pilot Neil, he hasn't been in touch for a while, right? But um, I've got him on Instagram. And, okay. Uh, I saw him on um, on the weekend, or maybe late last week. He's he's back in the simulator. He's back in the British Airways oh, simulator. Oh, Great to see. Lovely, getting back on his shit, back on his BA shit. Love it. Are we, have we just doubted yeah. him as a BA pilot there? Very dairy rude, well, He could have just been using the British Airways simulator. He could have borrowed it. He could have borrowed it. They sponsor it. everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. I, I guess you have to kind of do that all the time, though. So it doesn't mean he's definitely back in gainful employment yet, but um, it, it's only a good sign that he's keeping up with his. Well, I don't know. His, I, I don't know what you have in a pilot's situation. City and Guilds? City and Guilds yeah. pilot uh, award? Probably, probably not that. <laughs> but I, I was thinking, I was thinking that um, I sent him a quick message saying, oh, let's have a go. And mm. he hasn't replied. Um, so maybe because it's, it's a pandemic and you have to wear a mask everywhere mm. if you and I could basically wear a mask over our faces maybe we could get on, involved and have sneak a little in, on the yeah. we could sneak in and go put the flaps up and, and that thing that, <laughs> that you know when, when don't when, say that when, <laughs> when it's going up or down that little flappy thing that little circular yeah. thing goes <laughs> and it just looks horrible I don't know what yeah. that is. It moves too fast. It should not alert you so much when the flaps or whatever. It's not the area later. That's not a word, is it? Whenever no. something's happening, but it's happening real quick and it's going... It just goes too fast. Yeah. I'm like, you cannot have something move that fast in no. the 
uh, near the air, airplane, man. No, it's too I agree worrying. With that. And um, I think with my mustache and my pet owl, I think I've got mm. a good chance of being a pilot. Yeah. Um, and I'll take you along with me, Pete. I don't mind. Cheers, um, mate. I also did something yesterday, which might well have been be of interest. Are you um, familiar with the work and a fan of um, Tim Key? Uh, yes, the poet and humorist. Yeah, and the actor. Human. I suppose actor, he's psychic yeah. Simon as well, isn't he? So, um, so anyway, yesterday he did a live stream gig, like a, a poetry recital, just around his house. All right. And you paid and you paid eight pounds, obviously for the household, because you just put it on the TV. So that's eight pound for for Mimi and I, which is obviously a bonus, a great bonus. Um, and um, at, at, I think seven thirty pm exactly popped up on the TV live. Um, and he had Daniel Kitson with him. Oh, nice, cool. He's a Love little bonus. That that is, um, he's not a man who uh, he's he's not a man who throws himself about needlessly. Uh, no. So it's good to see that. Uh, love a bit of Kitson. But what I think Tim, but Pete, what I think Tim did really well is that he understood that actually, if he's just talking into a camera, he's not going to get any kind of response from the audience, and that's a key part of like a, a performance, right? So he got Daniel Kitson on another Zoom. Mm. And he just used him essentially as the audience surrogate, and it worked really well. No, oh, nice. I, I did a I did a um, Poppy Hillstone as the chat. Uh, she does a show. I think she just started her third season, and she uh, did a, a Zoom sort of Leicester comedy show thing, um, Leicester mm. Comedy Festival show, uh, and I was one of the voices. And uh, oh, it's strange. Uh, so these people sort of um, who bought tickets for the Leicester Comedy Festival or any comedy festival that, that happens on Zoom online, um, they're just kind of like they pay the money and then they 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 get presumably a link to the to the show that kicks off at four, five, six yeah. o'clock or whatever, and they turn up. And but we could see everybody, <laughs> and I don't know whether they could see each other, but How? a lot of them. What, we're on, on, we're on, zoom, we're on zoom, yes. We're all on zoom, right. one big zoom, and it was done run by a professional company, so all of the tech stuff was was taken care of. And there was loads of people on the Zoom. But some of them were just in bed. Because obviously, like, they shouldn't dress up to watch, you know, to watch a comedy show if they're watching it from their bedroom and stuff. But yeah. it just made me laugh that this these two, um, this man and woman, were just in bed with each other watching a comedy show. And, and of yeah, course, that makes strange. sense. But it was a bit weird that we could see that, uh, quite an intimate moment for them that they... Maybe they didn't realise they were on camera, but it was quite... Um, it was quite interesting. So So... That is that's I didn't really consider that. I wonder mm. I don't think that Tim and Daniel could see us, but it was it what was quite funny is that so they would do he would do maybe ten or fifteen minutes worth of stuff and then it would cut and they'd stream a, a pre wrecked video. Mm. Like an insert basically. Nice. And then when that insert was being played out, he moved and started doing something different. So actually you got a really good tour of Tim Key's house. He made Yorkshire puddings on, on live on the stream while doing poetry. <laughs> he had a shave, a full wet shave. Right. And he had a bath while doing his poetry. <laughs> but that was fraught with danger. He's fully clothed in the bath. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much. So nice. there's nothing vicious. There's nothing no. vicious. So how did it feel to at least um, metaphorically go back to Leicester, home of your alma mater? Yeah, not too bad. I'd, it's been a while since I've been back to Leicester. I'd quite like to uh, visit again. But to be quite frank, after uh, a two-year break of going anywhere, it ain't going to be my first destination. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the list. And I think Leicester knows be, that. Be reasonable. Yeah, exactly. There used be to be real. bus stop posters of you up in Leicester. Yeah, me with my, my with my fluffy hair. Love it. <laughs> How's the hair coming on now, by the way? You got the full scullet yet? It's just a, yeah, for almost almost full, full pipe and scullet. It's... Uh, 
it's it's all gotten a bit silly, to be honest, Luke. All gotten a Are bit silly. Are you not silly. tying it up into a ponytail because I teased you last week? No, I don't mind. I don't mind having it in a ponytail. It's just uh, I, I, I just find it uh, hard to sort of maintain, keep hold of them. Can't keep hold of the little, the little ponytail ties or whatever they're called. Bobbles. Are they called bobbles? Oh, yeah. And you've got very fine hair compared very to mine, which is very hair. thatched I'd and love, thick. I'd love thatched, thick hair. Just got you very... wouldn't. It's a pain. You can't do anything uh, with it. No, mine's the other way. We just need like a middle ground. We need Harry Styles' hair. Big looping, yeah. looping That'd be lovely. locks. Oh, That'd lovely. be lovely. There's not much. Listen, uh, good luck to Harry Styles. Seems like a good egg. Mm. Talented boy. Done brilliantly for himself. Handsome yep. chap to look at as well. Mm-hmm. Good on him. I wouldn't trade places with him, but I would take his hair. I definitely trade places with him. Fantastic. What would a li- what a life. Gosh, you would. No, what a I can't what do this show life. with Harry Styles, and it wouldn't work. <laughs> it wouldn't work, mate. Yeah, you good enough. You, yeah, you'd be going. You'd be going. Oh, Harry, uh, do you want to do the Harry and Luke show? Yeah, yeah, cool. And then, <laughs> then your opening gamut would be, I've grown a moustache, Harry. You'd be like, I'm fucking Harry Styles. I hang out with Jay Z, probably. <laughs> Which one of us is the sidekick? You You are, Luke, definitely. (laughs) Do you think that anecdote's going to really go anywhere? Awful business, awful. Yeah, Yeah. it's one of those things, I think. Uh, By the way, just just for those of you who are keen keen, um, consumers of the video content that accompanies this show, which Mm -hmm. uh, producer Nat lovingly and very talentedly puts up online, um, I know what you're thinking. And yes, I have got a new chair. Oh, yeah, you have, yeah. Nice leather, leather, pleather, PVC? It's pleather, it's pleather. But I can lean right back in it, like that. Lovely old job, mm-hmm. no problem. And uh, it's it's a lot less squeaky than the other one, so it's a it's a real um, upgrade, a real improvement. Mm. So we've done your moustache, we've done your chair. Um, yeah. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> any, any updates? Any other updates in your life? Do you want to do the jumper? Yeah. Uh, where's that? Where's that? Where's that? The jumper's from? weird because on the inside it's that colour. Oh what? Is it a yeah. fakey a, a fakey printed design? I think so. Yeah. I just got it online. It's oh, just go. a sale. There and I don't go. really leave the house, do I? So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> just want to stay warm, brother. Just yeah. want to stay warm, brother. Right. Let's have a quick break. I'm going to go and feed the owl. And uh, when we come back, we're going to do some... Oh, we're going to do some Mother's Day mum behaviours. Because oh, lovely. Because we did dad behaviours the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll do some of your emails. And we've had some belters this week. Um, and for those of you who are fans of confectionery maniac Ali Darlow, he's been back in touch. So stick around for that. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This week at Sukarnov. Over on My Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson, comedy legend Ian Stone is choosing what he'd put on his list of personal wonders of the world. Along the way, he tells a story of the first time he ever did stand up, and it wasn't exactly by choice. My friends, who um, unbelievably remained my friends after this, uh, put me down secretly for the open mic spot. I mean, I went on. I actually, I didn't know what to say. I stood there. I'd never been on a stage before. Well, actually, I'd done a school play once, but I, I was playing. Uh, I was some biblical thing. I can't even remember. But um, you see, so went into your "I am Joseph." Yeah. Uh, is there room in your inn routine? Give me my coloured coat. Yeah, that didn't work. Meanwhile, these self-care club ladies are keen to figure out why so many women often find themselves saying sorry for just about anything. I think that it is such a fine line between over-apologising unnecessarily and actually standing up and saying, I'm sorry for this, I'm sorry if you've been uncomfortable in any way that's been caused by me. And I think that's a sign of strength, isn't it? To be able to apologise for yourself, but not at the cost of your self-esteem. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. It is World Consumer Rights Day. It's the 15th of March. I'm Pete Donaldson, John my Luke Moore. If you would like to uh, complain about anything we've done in the sphere of consumer rights, um, it's free, so go fuck yourselves. Uh, uh, at com. <laughs> Sorry, at LukeandPeteShow on Twitter. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram, at LukeandPeteShow. And hello at com is how you can get in touch. And do get in touch because, to be quite frank, it makes our job a hell of a lot easier and you don't yeah. want to hear this show difficult. <laughs> you want to hear and- it easy. <laughs> I find all of it quite difficult. Uh, th- th- this show is brought to you proudly in association with Nalgene water bottles. They mm. don't give us any money. No. I just like them. I um, just love them. Mother's Day mum behaviours from mm. our lovely Instagram followers. I'm going to read through a couple of them, Pete, and after that we're going to talk about um, your and my mum uh, because it's Mother's Day. So Stone Cold Joel Atkin, good name. Yeah. He says, um, my mum calls me to tell her that I don't call her enough. <laughs> which is yeah yeah I've, I've had that I, before it's like why don't you call me it's like you li- you can literally call me that's what a mobile phone's for well I think you might be busy well don't ring me then like just, yeah, just don't worry about that. it then if I'm busy then you know that I can't possibly speak to you or I just think sometimes she rings up to complain about me being a terrible son which she's my got every right that, to but I don't I don't um, I'm not as rude to my mum as you are to yours by the sound of it yeah but my mum's a I'm nightmare <laughs> my mum's not physically imposing see see 
No, my mum isn't physically imposing, but she is able to level me fairly easily mm, okay. um, with her words. <laughs> but she does call me a lot. So sometimes my mum will call me and be like, I haven't spoke to you for a while. And it'll be really kind of in like a really kind of passive aggressive way. Mm. I haven't spoke to you for a while. And I'll look at my call record and I spoke to you like two days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, they don't realise that. I think that's just sometimes a default set. If my mum's feeling a bit down, that's her default setting. And I go, hang on, hang on. Three missed calls three days ago. And before that, I spoke to you two days before that. So don't give me this. Yeah. I, I also um, told my mum about my moustache mm. and asked her if she wanted me to send a photo, to which she said, no, thank you. <laughs> so, my, so there we my, go. I have a, 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 an in-depth and intimate um, relationship with my mum's answer phone message. She's got a, one of those old landlines right. and she yeah. has got an answer phone uh, system built into it. And um, the woman sort of goes, hello. And she sounds like Miranda from BBC One. Hello, oh, I'm yeah. Miranda. From BBC One. Is Miranda still going? Can you still find her? I think she was on Don't Call a Midwife briefly. I think she's still kicking about here and there. Here and there. I didn't like that show. Did you like that show, Miranda? Um, she would fall over a lot, wouldn't she? That was a that was yeah, her thing, it wasn't it? Yeah, really my cup of tea, big, to be big, honest. Big, 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 tall woman who just falls over a lot, isn't it? It felt a bit like When the Whistle Blows. <laughs> well, Which you know, BBC One comedy has to be... You gotta be you got to be gentle. She seems like an interesting person and quite funny, so... Yeah, good on her. I'm sure she's. I'm sure. Do you know what, Pete? I'm sure she's bloody lovely. I'm sure she's great company. And I don't wish to besmirch her personally. No, just a TV show. And I want to make that absolutely clear. G- uh, um, <laughs> G- uh, Jim from the Ramble, who I did the Ramble with, was uh, saying how much he didn't enjoy uh, Emily Attack's show. Uh, do you remember me saying that why I like the idea of the Emily Attack show on ITV? Oh, it'll piss off comedians. It'll piss off yeah. Canadians. It pissed right, off. It, it pissed done. off Jim. <laughs> I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, I knew it. I bloody knew yeah. it. I didn't think it was very good either, but I mean, <laughs> I'm not a comedian, so. Um, uh, Maurice Hawk on Twitter says, "My mum licks a piece of tissue to wipe something from my face." Yeah, that's kind of a textbook one. But yeah. That's when you're a lot younger. That's eighties. That's eighties. That is. That's proper when you're a bit younger. She'd she'd not get away with it. Now I'm 39. She wouldn't dare. No. She wouldn't dare no. touch this visage. This is money, mate. No. This is money. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I can't. I can't add anything to that. My sister also said. Uh, my sister got in touch saying that um, our mum always says, "Don't open that. That's for Christmas," which yep. does happen. Like mm. my mum does. Our mum does that. Like honestly, I'm not exaggerating when I say I could visit in normal times. I could visit my mum and dad's house in September, open mm. a two-liter bottle of lemonade or something, and I'll, I'll literally get pelted. That's for Christmas. That's, that's Christmas lemonade. Yeah, that's Christmas lemonade. And then, and then you uh, are in a situation where. Uh, you are waiting for Christmas to happen and you don't eat any of the food and then you're going back down south or up north in your case um, two days after Christmas and you haven't eaten all the stuff and they complain. Unbelievable. Why have you not eaten that pate? Because I had 30 minutes to eat it in. Yeah. It was okay. Pate. You don't have pate in your house, do you? Yeah. Love a bit of pate. Not bad with that. You're a pate family, are you? Yeah, we're a pate family. I mean, you know. What type? The the sort of stuff you see, you get in a pot with a a tiny sliver of orange for Christmas that's um, shrink wrapped. Oh, yeah. That sort of stuff. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so I I think for me, the coarser the better when it comes to a pate. It needs to have some texture to it. Yeah, okay. Fair dues, yeah. That that, that is fair. I think, I think um, I'd be interested to know if our listeners are... Listen, hello at lukeandpeach.com if you come from a pate family. Because <laughs> I, I think there's a big line you can draw between families here. Because I, I don't think that... Um, I, I think that there's some families you wouldn't go near a pate. They, they would never, ever get in their cupboard or their fridge. No, no never. People people will be blind to pate in supermarkets a lot no, of the time. No, but like, 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 consider it. like shit liver pate. Like, because you get... Remember, like... Um... 
Yeah, like <laughs> call it that. Yeah, like <laughs> never said any of it. <laughs> okay, shit lovers, here's your pate. But like, you remember yeah. those little kind of pate, um, kind of little tiny glass jars with a thin metal lid that would, as you opened it. Um, yeah. It was absolutely oh, tiny, yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. like kind of the same sort of era as like sandwich filling. That was just um, like a gritty ground up, very vinegary coleslaw. Oh, paste, paste. Coleslaw, yeah. That's oh, you're talking about yeah. sandwich spread, aren't you? Yeah. You're talking about sandwich spread. That's I miss a brand that name stuff. from Heinz, I think. I miss that stuff. Surely they um, must make that stuff. Producing that, put in the running order on the dock whether you're a pate family or not, because Nat's, Nat's um, well known for her snacks. She loves eating snacks, and I wonder if pate comes under the snack umbrella in her right family. yeah we'll stay tuned we'll, we'll find out in a minute mm. but sandwich spread pete it was that awful kind of really salty coleslawry type thing um that heinz made but what i think what you're talking about is paste right beef paste crab yeah paste. well yeah that kind of thing yeah that would still be counted as pate for my money like kind of really oily kind of thin salmon paste oh lovely <laughs> bloody lovely That's, um and that's not a pate fan. And what I really appreciate by the way she told us in the running order document is that she took the time to copy and paste the correct spelling of pate with the accents above the at the vowels, nice. like they do in in different countries, mm. to let us know. So she's not from um, a pate family, and her granddad calls it pate. One day, so, um, <laughs> one day, I, I, I think I'm going to um, learn how to type. Um, umlauts and the, the the fancy s in in, in Pascal Gross and, and and people like I that. I just copy like, and paste it. Yeah, do you? I, I I do too. But I just feel like I'm letting everyone down. Um, so what? So so Pete, just to go back to the pate thing very very briefly, if you don't mind. Mm. What kind of sandwich would you have for your lunchbox at school then? Would you ever have pate in that? Um, I was a free school dinner, mate. Fucking oh, dinners, mate. I was having pink custard and. Uh, and like uh, toffee cake and, uh, and 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 scraps. Remember you loud scraps when you were kids? Oh, scraps! Oh, yeah. Where they just jam their hand in a load get of butter, batter, and just flick their hands into the uh, into the hot oil. And that was school dinners. Just batter. <laughs> just batter. the the dinner lady who was cooking it would just get her hand, put it in batter, and just flick her fingers into the deep fat fryer, and then she would <laughs> scoop it out and serve it up as part of the meal for children. Adult professionals with the responsibility <laughs> for children's health. Of nourishing health. children. Yeah. And I, I doubt I doubt they do that anymore. No. Jamie Oliver would have a heart attack, <laughs> which would be ironic, actually. He'd probably, he's a little bit healthier. He'd probably, to be honest, he'd probably go, to be honest, in the in the gamut of, 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 uh, of, of food in school, not even a top ten offender. <laughs> probably bit, bit of flour in there, bit of egg. I'm not bothered, the, to be yeah. honest. It's the oil, though, isn't it? It's the fat. <laughs> it's the oil. It's, it's the it's you know no no teachers will say like all we need our minds for moulding. <laughs> I think their, their their motto appears to have been all we need our arteries for tightening. I was in I was in the fish and chip shop on a Saturday at Berkhamsted Station. Still cash only. Mm. Moody. Really? Um, <laughs> bit, bit moody, lads. Um, they've always been cash only. You sort of go, mm, right, okay, how many's, how many's coming yeah. through your door? Um, and, yeah. uh, it's not um, your concern, Pete. Don't worry about it. It is. I'm just saying, look. <laughs> you can't you can't be the snitch from Peaky Blinders <laughs> and the real life snitch. But this woman came in and went, I'm sorry, I just have to say, I've come all the way from Hermel Hempstead and you guys make the best fish and chips in the world. Oh, one in of them. the one world. Of them. But then he asked, he said, he, he didn't seem that interested in the compliment, but he just went, um, he just said, uh, right, do you want, uh, thank you very much, do you want um, um, uh, condiments, do you want vinegar, do you want salt on your on your fish and chips? She said, no. What the fuck does oh, she know about out. fish and chips? Get, get out. out. Get out, fish oh and chips lady, giving God. it the big one. It's the favourite fish and chips. 
Jesus. If you Man. don't have salt and vinegar on your fish and chips, just turn this show off. Go, go to hell. Go to yeah. hell. <laughs> yeah, I am fuming about that. Awful um, business. So the one final mum behaviour before we get into an email. Uh, Owen um, has messaged us saying, uh, my mum says if the wind changes, you'll stay that way when you mm. put a funny face. Yeah. That's a textbook mum behaviour. Yeah. Um, she said that about my sexuality should... when I came out. <laughs> she said, well, if the wind changes... <laughs> you'll stay that way stay that way yeah um, and we have over 60 people sending their mum behaviours in total so thank you very Jeez, much for Louise. doing that hello now Peter there's email options here there's a man from Texas mm-hmm. there's um, some important work from a listener about animal eyebrows and there is something that I've just listed as saying this is great stuff so it's oh, a bit of a lottery that nice. one nice okay I mean yeah let's have the great oh, stuff oh and we've got we've got an Ali Dalo as well but maybe we'll push that to Thursday cool um, something to look forward to okay all I've written is my comment for this one which is what the comments I write at the top of the emails to kind of remind me what they are I've just written this is great stuff mm. so I hope it is good um, here we go hello Luke and Pete uh, Charlie here uh, following Thursday's lengthy come dine with me chat I thought I'd chip in with a memorable moment from the show Mainly memorable because it came from an episode that was being hosted in my small village of Newington in Kent. Yeah. Do you know Newington in Kent? Pete? I don't. Another stalk um, no, version of it, but hmm. no, same. Yeah. Uh, of course, everyone in the village was tuned in to this monumental moment um, in TV history. A good performance from the host was really going to put us on the map. <laughs> However, our hopes were dashed a mere five minutes into the episode as the host dropped an absolute clangor. While reading off what her three courses were going to be, she proceeded to state how her chicken stuffed with goat's cheese and asparagus with vine tomatoes main course was inspired by none other than Bloomin' Heston time. <laughs> um, not the multi-award winning Michelin star chef Heston Blumenthal. <laughs> Needless to say, the night went downhill from there after keeping the guests waiting too long between the starters and the main course. That is a textbook come die with me error, by mm. the way. Um, and then getting found out, Pete, another one. She's breaking every rule in the book here. She then got found out her knickerbocker glory with homemade ice cream was actually shot-bought. No, no, so, you don't like to see it. You do not like to see nah. it at the top of the game, do you? Nah, oh, she, she, not at that level. She scored a below par 18 points and finished the week stone dead last. <laughs> but still, this was the most TV coverage our modest little village had received since my very own appearance... This is where the email gets good. My very own appearance, says Charlie, on You've Been Framed nice. back in the year 2000. The only way for any family to earn 250 quid is a one-off hit. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, it's the only way that Harry Hill can earn 250 quid for like a minute's work doing the voiceovers, just doing shit jokes about Vanessa Feltz being fat. It's, it's just... Yeah. And I watch it every week. I love it. Is Vanessa Feltz in it? Is she, can she be in it? She's not in it, but any time um, some children are jumping on a trampoline or a bouncy castle, I say, Vanessa Feltz has, has hired herself out as a bouncy castle. It's just like really old-school fat, fat lady jokes. Um, every every yeah. Friday and and again when oh, I meet I like my Harry Hill, but it's all, well it's he gets bad. just get I, I think the uh, writers just give him some absolute stinkers and to be honest if if you're kind of and it and some of the some of the programs are from a few years ago and I imagine those jokes would not be written today two short years later that's how fast mm. we're, we're moving mm. anyway Charlie says um, yeah back in two thousand I was on you've been framed and I was surrounded by my family on my birthday and for some reason started to go absolutely apeshit when everyone started to sing happy birthday to me <laughs> kicking screaming telling my nan to shut up I really did call, 
I really did cause a scene, but I guess you're only four once. Which reminds me, I never did see any of the 250 quid. <laughs> Keep up the good work, Charlie. So there we go. Newington, who'd have known it? Yeah, have it? I, I think about the modern UB frames kind of changed a little bit. I don't think you would get 250 quid necessarily. I think what they do is they go to um, video agencies who have bloopers, people falling over on Vanessa Felter's belly, uh, little little uh, 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 um, videos, clips, um, and obviously they license those clips, they license those bits and bobs, and then um, you can buy them at scale. So you pay 250 quid, but you get about 10 clips, I would say. So that's, oh, what, that's right. what I'm thinking. <sighs> There's always a cottage industry involved. Oh, mate, there'll, there'll be somebody making some decent amount of whack from Ubin Frame. But a lot, you notice that a lot of them are Spanish or US, and, 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 and so therefore they probably, they probably wouldn't be sending them into Ubin Framed if you lived in Arkansas. Ricky Gervais said that um, he made a point once where these these couple, this couple like were at the zoo and their, their toddler climbed a fence and fell into the Gorilla's, gorilla's enclosure, mm. and they were just filming it. Yeah, well, and look, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Dinner and a show, baby. Dinner and a show. <laughs> <laughs> Their own child, Peter. That is sickening mm-hmm. by you. And I think the only way we can end today's episode. Mm, so okay. take it away. Get get us out of here. Uh, farewell, Harambe lovers all around the world. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday morning for more fun and games. Uh, if you fancy a bit of us on Twitter, at Luke and Pete Show. We're also on Instagram, at Luke and Pete Show on Insta. Uh, and do email in your messages. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. We'll be back on Thursday. See you soon. Say goodbye, Luke Miller. See you later. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.